This Philadelphia Phillies team continues to find a way to pull us back in when we think we're out as they yet again win in Atlanta last night. Two in a row, a 4-1 to victory. Short show today as we head into a really early game. One of the earliest games of the year, 12-10 start for the Phillies. So we will dive into last night and... Uh, a few other things leading you up to Phillies Braves today. And look ahead to that, of course, this is Phillies today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Thursday, September the 19th. As we come off yet another Phillies victory. And the Phillies, uh, again, I'm uh, I'm not going to let them change my mind that, that they're not going to make the playoffs. But they, uh, they're, they're, they're winning. They're winning two in a row. And uh, getting some help in spots, so we'll see. We'll see. Uh, but for right now, last night was a fun one. They went four to one in Atlanta to improve to seventy-eight and seventy-two on the season. Twelve games left to play. The Phillies get home runs from Bryce Harper's thirty-second of the season, just a mammoth shot to uh, to right field. Um, just a blast off of Julio Turan. He owns Julio Turan. Nine career home runs against Julio Turan. Uh, nice to see Harper. Uh, he had uh, uh, been a couple weeks since he had uh, hit a home run. Um, was struggling to get over that 31 mark for some reason, then able to get over it last night with a bomb. Uh, Cesar Hernandez, a home run as well. As uh, the Phillies able to get a couple runs on the board. They go down one nothing early in the second inning. But then able to fight back. The Harper arm in the fourth makes it 2-1. And then Cesar in the sixth. And then Gene Segura gets walked with the bases loaded uh, to add the fourth run. The Phillies actually kind of a wasted opportunity there. As they had the bases loaded with one out. A chance to score more runs. Unable to capitalize. But ultimately it didn't matter. As the Phillies do win 4-1. to Zach Eflin. Another strong outing from Zach. Zach goes seven innings. Only allows one run, and it was an unearned run. Only four strikeouts, but two walks, five hits. A, a really nice outing from Evan. Five, uh, seven base runners, that's good stuff. Um, 99 pitches to get through seven. His ERA is now back down to four, even with that horrendous stretch he had. Uh, you know, I, I think Eflin's a guy that we can look at and take some, hopefully if he continues to pitch over the last week and a half, two weeks of the season here, um, if he's able to... Uh, Continue to have another couple good starts and finish out the season strong. That'd be nice because he's been good, you know, three, four, five starts in a row here. And um, ever since he kind of went back to what he what he was doing before and kind of shirked the uh, the suggestions of the pitching staff, uh, coaching staff, but that's a separate issue. Um, but Evelyn's been good. And uh, nice to see him kind of find his form again. And maybe um, that can be a uh, positive as a... Uh, He's uh, likely, I think, of the, the people not named Aaron Nola, probably the most likely person to be in the rotation next year. Um, though I think Jason Vargas, probably a decent chance to be in it too. We'll see. You know, Jake Arrieta is still living. Yikes. These names are horrible. The Phillies need to do something, as we've talked about. Um, but Eflin, nice outing last night. Um, uh, Jose Alvarez pitches a really nice inning, as does Hector Neris for his 28th. Save of the season as the Phillies get a much-needed four to win the continuing baseball games. Like I said, they just need to win them all, as Lou Brown from Major League or Jake Taylor said uh, to Lou Brown in Major League. So, um, you know, keep winning. 
and we'll get into today's game in just a minute. I wanted to quickly, though, uh, touch on something um, that, that came out yesterday, and, and we'll get more into it tomorrow as well. But uh, Matt Klintak had an interview with Gabe, uh, excuse me, with Matt, uh, Jim Salisbury, and it was on NBC Sports Philadelphia, and uh, some really interesting stuff in there from Klintak. Um, some quotes from the Salisbury article. Klintag was asked, will Kapler return as manager next season? I thought this was really interesting. It was a much longer answer, but I'll give you a couple nuggets from it. Uh, Klintag says, I mean this sincerely. We have 13 games left. This was before yesterday's game. We're four games out in the wild card chase, he's saying. And one of the teams we're chasing, we play five times. Until we play the last game of 2019, we're not going to start talking about 2020 yet. We still have 13 very important games to go. There'll be plenty of time to talk about 2020 after this season. That's a little deflecting for me, and not surprising, but also not certainly a, a wholehearted endorsement of Gabe Kapler. Um, to be fair, Klintek uh, does credit Kapler a lot. Um, says uh, Here's an example quote. I think he's doing a very good job. Is he perfect every day? No. And are we all perfect every day? No. Have we had our share of challenges? Of course we have. But I think the group is playing hard down the stretch. We still have a chance. I think a lot of subtle improvements we've seen this year have been the product of our manager and our coaching staff. So, look, he was positive about Kapler. And, and I do, as we've all talked about. I mean, look, um, Glenn hired Kapler. And as we talked about yesterday, you know, if – if they are a new manager, it's not necessarily a sure thing that it's going to be Klintak's decision and his decision alone to hire the new manager. So I don't see any reason he would want Kapler gone, but I don't think that's ultimately going to be his full decision either. Either way, um, definitely praise Kapler a lot, but um, also obviously did not commit to him. Um, interesting talking about uh, Salisbury asked, do you second-guess yourself for not signing Dallas Keuchel? Um, Glenn Tag said he can't talk specifically about Keiko because of baseball's tampering rules, but he kind of gave a, an answer to the general thought. Um, here's a couple quotes from me. He said, we always go back and look at our decision-making and try to put ourselves back in the moment where we were making decisions and see it in retrospect if there were things that we should have seen that we didn't. You know, a lot of talking about why do we make the decisions that we did? Was there some improvement that we could make that we thought – that thought process to reach different conclusions. So, you know, he's kind of um, talking in generalizations about the you know decision-making process in whether they should or should not sign Keigo and that they will go back and evaluate those type of things. Uh, he goes on to say, you heard me say this. Last year's starting rotation was both healthy and effective. And he goes on to talk about how effective it was. In the aggregate, it wasn't as good in the second half than the first half. Um, but he said they thought they'd see more improvement from those guys. He said it's hard to look back and second-guess that thought process. It's easy to look back and second-guess the results, just like Phillies fans second-guessed. A little shot of the fans there. Uh, we made a lot of adjustments to our team last offseason, a lot of areas. Many of those have worked out, some have not. But I think the best we can do is look at the reasons we made or didn't make those decisions to try to learn from it. Look, I don't argue with that. I think that's, you know, sure, you should look at your process and make sure to find out where the flaws are. And clearly it's on the pitching side of things. I think we can all say that. But it does seem like he kind of evades really saying, no, we, we should have done more to, to help this pitching staff. And I have not blamed them. Look, they were wrong on Bavetta. They were wrong on the step that Eflin would take in terms of full season. They were wrong to trust Arietta. There's no question about these things. Um, they were wrong to roll out Vince Velasquez again. 
they just were. So, um, yeah, the results are bad. And, and the process, I understand where he's coming from with the developmental curves he talks about. And now, um, you know, guys like uh, the younger guys, they expected to get better. But um, that was obviously wrong. And, you know, they were wrong about those guys. And um, baseball is a results-driven business. And ultimately, you know, you can't, um, you can't totally ignore that. Uh, but also, I have not killed him for that heading into the season. I have killed him more for Dallas Keuchel. It was the beginning of June. You knew that those pitchers weren't working out. That's a separate issue. Like signing Dallas Keuchel, I know you can't talk specifically about it, but that is a separate thing. You know, that is a uh, something where, where you knew your staff wasn't good enough and you could have signed Keuchel. He uh, says, you know, we're evaluating every day, whether it's players or staff members or anything else. You know, good to hear. Um, he says, any second thoughts about being at Salisbury House? Any second thoughts about being conservative at the deadline? Um, and he says, you have to operate with information that you have at the time you were asked to make the decision. Given our place in the standings at the end of July, given the injuries we had sustained, the likelihood that many of them would continue through the end of the season, that obviously impacts our approach, what our approach is going to be. So saying, you know, look, we, we evaluated the team's chances and we didn't think it was very good, essentially. Then you go out and assess what the market is offering, he goes on to say. What the cost is to acquire different players and make certain moves and improves, improvements and make judgments. I will tell you that Corey Dickerson's production for us was really impressive. And at times, Mike Morin and Blake Parker have pitched meaningful innings. We know, uh, Matt. He says, I think Jason Vargas has done largely what we've asked of him, which is to take the ball every day and keep us in the game. Uh, that's not true, Matt. He's had some horrible outings. Three innings, five runs springs to mind a couple times. And then he says, I understand that sometimes you uh, – you get sometimes what you give up can serve as a proxy for aggressiveness or intent, but I think there's also value in reading market and trying to make the best deals you can. Totally true, Matt. I get that. Like there, again, I've praised a lot of the deals that he's made at the, at the deadline. I, I love the Corey Dickerson move, and um, I understood the Vargas move. I understood the that you know um, they did get guys who pitched better than expected in terms of the Morns, the Hughes, and the the Parkers. But that doesn't mean it's okay to take that route. That doesn't mean that. There weren't better options that could have helped the team more just because those guys played well on the margins, played better than expected. That doesn't mean that that's an excuse. So we'll get more into the Klentag thing tomorrow um, as we, uh, after, uh, you know, we'll have the day game to react to and heading into weekend series against the Cleveland Indians. Um, so, but with that in mind, you know, I do, I do think that, uh, uh, a general overall takeaway from it, it did seem that, you know, Klintak kind of doesn't see a lot of the decisions they made as as wrong as I think the general fan base does. And um, it's going to be interesting to see how this, this kind of plays out in the offseason here as Klintak is uh, someone who's, you know, as we've discussed, I think uh, going to be back as the general manager. I think he has the job security certainly through this offseason. But um, he's someone who is, uh, in the course of the season, has really gone from someone who was liked by the fan base to someone who is really not well-liked. And obviously Kapler has not been well-liked for a while, as we know, on mass at least. Klentak's right there uh, with him now. I mean, we've done polls at WIP about the two, and, and Klentak is – is really um, facing a, a public PR type of thing where um, he's not well-liked at the moment. And uh, if he doesn't do something about this pitching staff, it's, it's 
going to be a problem. And I think even the fact that um, this offseason, if, if he's, uh, you know, allowed to, if they bring both Kapler and Klintite back, assuming they don't do the impossible and make the playoffs, I think people will probably be upset. But regardless, when Klintak's back, I think the microscope's going to be on him, and certainly the fan base is going to be um, kind of hanging on his every move. So it's going to be a, a tenuous, tense offseason, and an important one, as we've talked about. All right, looking ahead to today, and again, we'll, we'll talk more about that article tomorrow and, of course, react to today's day game against the Atlanta Braves as the Phillies 10-8 and against the Braves on the season. Now they have won the season series, so no matter what happens... Today, they've won the season series, but as we discussed, they need to win today. They have to, and luckily, Aaron Nola will take the hill for them. Day game in Atlanta. You hope that it'll be hot and muggy at least. I know it's uh, September, but give Nola that heat. You know he loves it. Uh, Mike Soroka pitching for the Braves, who's been just awesome. As a, a, He's 21 years old, which is crazy. Um, so it's going to be an awesome pitching duel. One of the best uh, ones we have left this season, probably maybe the best. I don't know who Nola faces up against. Maybe Washington will have someone go against who's better. But um, it's going to be a fun one. And the Phillies obviously need to win it. They need to keep winning games no matter what or else uh, say goodbye to any even tiny hopes that we still have left. So big one today, big one every day. And uh, we will uh, hope and pray the Phillies can rise to the occasion. Either way, we'll be back to talk about it. And a whole lot more tomorrow. So until then, thank you for listening to Philly State right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network.